Hello, and welcome back to Just Queen and Podcast. I am your podcast host, Maggie Lewis, author, speaker, and certified breakthrough coach. And we are back with season three of Just Queen and Podcast. Thank you so much for those of you who listened to any previous episodes, sent me emails, especially that last episode. Y'all sent me so many emails. I was sitting here in tears because I know that that was for somebody other than myself. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Make sure you are sharing this and make sure you are leaving a review. Happy New Year, because this is the first podcast of 2021. I'm so excited for my special guest today. She is a phenomenal queen, a phenomenal woman. And I'm just excited about this conversation because I know that some gems and jewels are going to be dropped and it's going to be amazing. So today, my special guest is Miss Ebony, Missy, I should say, <laughs> Ebony Hill. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Natalie, how are you? Doing good. Great. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I am just super excited for the guests and and um, every guest and every person listening to just be able to be empowered and listen to your story because, you know, it, it blesses me. So I'm just so excited. So thank you so much <laughs> for saying yes. So I'm just going to read your bio with, real quick. So Ebony Hill is a woman who's been who's built on faith. When her mother died, Ebony was in her early 20s and found herself entering entering adulthood without her rock. Although her path was with self-doubt, self-sabotage, financial explosions, and horrible relationship decisions, she ultimately found her way. With the support of a loving family, a dedicated praying grandmother, and unshakable friends, she learned how to trust and rely on the Lord for all things. Ebony is also the author of How I Went from 45 and Single to 45 and Married, 13 Secrets That Changed My Life. So thank you so much again for coming on and saying yes and being willing to share with the listeners so that they can be empowered and be the queen that God called them to be. So, whoo. Just reading your bio, that's a lot to go through as a queen, a young queen, trying, you know, in your 20s, you're trying to find your way, you're trying to figure out life, you're trying to, you know, you're just living and you're just trying to take it day by day. So, you know, losing your mother, that had to be something that really was hard and it shook your faith a bit. So, you know, I'm sure that there are listeners who are listening who are have lost loved ones. So, you know, how how did you overcome that and what was the fuel to keep you moving forward mm. oh good question uh first let me just say thank you so much for having me on your podcast You're and thank you for having this queen space uh, yes. so that we can elevate we can learn from each other so thank you so much for having me um so when my mother passed away I was 23 years old at that point in my life I was not in church um but I grew up with a, a firm understanding of who God was. And I knew that once I walked with the Lord, I couldn't play. So mm. at that stage in my life, I was really just kind of floating around, if you will. And I honestly say it was not the immediate uh, reaction for me was to run to God. Um, it took me a while to get there fully. Yeah. That's um, about 10 years after she passed. But what I knew to be real is that God was keeping me even during that time. Mm. So I expected to go crazy. I mean, I had, I had a good mom. Okay. A mother that loved me, took care of me. You yes. know? And I was like, I really expected to like be in a straight jacket. And I was just kind of sitting around waiting for the crazy to happen. Mm. Um, and it, it never happened. You know, it never happened. And I said, you know, that has to be God. I yes. mean, what else, who, what else could have kept me during that time? So during that time, again, I was finding myself, but I was definitely making my way um, into fully embraced, um, God's embrace, but it took me a while to get there. Oh, I love what you just said, fully embrace, God's embrace, because all of that, that that's a whole word on itself right there, mic drop, boom, uh, <laughs> because, you know, sometimes when life is happening, when things like, you know, death or, you know, just grief or losing people you love or opportunities or dreams or whatever the case may be, it can be very hard to want to embrace God back. 
because you know sometimes people get angry at God. Sometimes people mm-hmm. just don't understand. And like you said, you know, you you was waiting for for crazy to come in. But the peace of God that surpasses mm-hmm. all understanding yeah. was with you yeah. and didn't even allow you to go that route. But mm-hmm. so many people, you know, they, they go that route and then they find themselves later because, you know, even with me, just caregiving for my mother, you know, I had a little crazy come out a little bit like, hold on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had to like bounce myself back, like get, get back in line, get back in order. Um, you know, you you know what you got to do. So it's, it could be very... Um, life changing to to experience that to see you know someone you love be removed from your life and it you know suddenly or unexpected or however the case may be so when you were going through that you know you said you had to embrace God um and another fact that he didn't allow you to get to that point but for those listening who may feel like they're on the edge of court the edge of crazy Mm -hmm. because of what's going through what's going on you know 2020 we all kind of experience loss in some way, either loss of, you know, what we thought our our plans, you know, everybody, you know, 2020, January, you make all these plans and then boom, March is like, everything is just just gone. So, you know, going through that um, and, and as a young woman, and if there's people listening who are experiencing that, what would you say to them to keep them kind of on the straight path of, um, not going towards the crazy or not you know being focused on what what they see with their natural eyes mm. oh that's a good one that um <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me just go back and say that my mother um, had been diagnosed with lung cancer mm. and she had went through about um she was in remission and then the cancer came back so again, just putting in perspective, I caught myself an old teenager, you know, at 23, you think you're, grown. you're really not, you know, you're really not. But at the time, so to see my mom struggle and, you know, ultimately pass away um, and that process, if you know anybody who's had cancer, it's not a pretty process, right? Um, but I was so relieved that she was not suffering anymore. And again, we're going all the way back to 1995 where, you know, we're a lot more evolved in 2021. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) As far as therapy and being healthy and holistic at that time, I was not. But what I didn't know, and I carried this burden inside of me, that relief that I felt for her, I felt so guilty for so long about that. It wasn't until many years later that I learned that that's natural when you see someone suffer. You don't want them to be gone, but you don't want them to suffer. But I didn't know that at 23 years old. So I was angry at God um, during that season um, because, again, I had a good mother. I see a lot of moms that we're just going to say aren't good mothers. Okay. Yeah. And they've been through drugs and all kinds mm. of stuff and, and they still here. <laughs> and I'm like, right. why did my good mama have to die? You know mm. what I mean? Like, really? Yes. Yes. You know? So it was life changing, of course, but it put me in this space of realizing at an early age that life is short. Mm. And even though during that time I made a lot of bad relationship decisions, I'm talking about bad decisions, bad decisions, Bad, 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 Ooh. bad decisions. And those bad relationship decisions were, 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 could have took me out more than losing my mother. Okay? Yeah. So I was thankful that my mother had made provisions for me. I was a homeowner overnight. Um, she, I inherited oh, wow. a home. She did wow. leave me provisions, awesome. but that was a lot of responsibility. So I felt like I was anchored on one side. You know, I mm. had a job. It was a little job. I worked at the bank, you know. But I had some provisions and I had a home so that I would be okay. And that's what she told me. She didn't want me to have to depend on my father or my sister. They each had their own homes, but she wanted me to be okay, my mother. So I had enough um, to hold me down. So I wasn't like looking for shelter and all those things that might make you, you know, live with a guy. Even though I made bad relationship decisions, nobody ever lived in my house, you know? But that's something my mother and I I talked about before she passed. So I was never dependent uh, for my livelihood on another person at that time. Um, But I was dependent on love. So I had a hole there 
you know, when my mom died, I had a hole and I was filling it up with people who didn't care about me. Can we keep, can we be honest mm, on the podcast? All the way, all can the way 100. <laughs> I dealt with a lot of men who didn't care about me. They said they did, but they didn't. So what happened um, to keep me from going crazy, I guess, um, I self-medicated for about 10 years. And if I could roll it back, it was from about 23 to 33. I got mm. high and I drank. Okay. Now I didn't know till I was on the other side of it that I was self-medicating. Yeah. Okay. So I call those my weed years. Okay. <laughs> those 10 years <laughs> were my weed years. <laughs> and guess what? You know, when you are high, you cloud, you mask. You yeah. don't live in your full reality. You just kind of use yeah. the drugs and alcohol to keep you like in this pocket, you know, you got this fog around you, mm-hmm. which is why I made a lot of those bad relationship decisions. I didn't know it at the time. So self-medicating and filling my time, being stressed out with the wrong people, um, mm. that filled my time. Um, but the only thing I can tell you, honestly, as I sit here today, is the only thing that kept me from losing it was God, because that was mm. enough fuel, that was enough fuel on top of my grief to make me lose it. Yeah. But I was just kind of in this pocket and I just said, Lord, I realized it was him keeping me. So when I started to come out of that fog, 10 years later, y'all, 10 years, that's mm. when I started to see like, oh, hold up. There's something different that God has for me. And that's when I started to change my life. Beautiful, beautiful story. And it's so crazy how God will always use people to get you where you need to be. I always say he will always use, and, and even if you have a bad experience with people, that experience can still change you and get to get you to be where he originally intended you to be, which is back in his will, you know, back serving him, back, back where he wants you to be, back on point. But I love the fact that you kept it all the way 100 and you said, you know, this it, it wasn't overnight. It was a 10 year journey and that's the key that I really always try to to tell people the whole I always say releasing the queen in you is a journey because once you get to one spot God's gonna be like okay I got somewhere else for you to go (laughs) and I got some more lessons for you to learn and I got some more things for you to do and we we have to be mindful and not be so hard and critical of ourselves as we're on this journey because that's how we grow. We, you know, you go through things, you learn, you learn the lesson, you move on, learn another one. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that you kept it real. And I love the fact that you, you know, you're open to sharing um, that you did have those bad relationships and you were making those bad um, decisions. Because I think a lot of women, myself included, sometimes we carry shame yes. from those relationships where it's like you look back and you'd be like, what in the, what in the world? what was wrong with me? Like, why did I even, like, why did I allow that? And I think the biggest thing is we blame ourselves. You know, we blame ourselves for other people's behavior. Now we do have to take accountability because we, we are fully participated um, in a lot of the things that went on. But when you, I love the fact that you said you were in a fog because when you're in a fog, when you're not a hundred percent or not being your best self or you're not loving, you know, yourself, you do tend to make decisions that you probably would have never made had you would have been in the right headspace. So how, what your journey of the awakening, right? Mm-hmm. The journey of becoming who you are now and knowing you know, that all the things you've been through really was just positioning you for the place that you are now. Yes. You know, what were some of the things that, that made you realize like, wait a minute, uh-uh. I'm, I'm a little bit on the wrong path here because this ain't right. You know, when we have that come to Jesus, come look at yourself in the mirror moment, um, you know, reflections of a queen moment. Yes. <laughs> what were some things that you recognize like, hold on, because I think a, that's, that's key. And I love the fact that you mentioned that you recognize like, wait, hold up, Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. this ain't right. Because a lot of times we end up living in denial mm-hmm. We, we're, in, we're in denial, we're self-sabotaging, or we don't have that awakening to, real, to look back and be like, hold on, wait, there's some, something about this not right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this. So what was the moment for you where you realized, um, my crown is all dusty, broken, 
I gotta get this right. <laughs> what was that moment? Uh, what did that moment look like for you? And how? What was the steps that you took to kind of overcome that? Because I I feel like this 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 is this topic is so important, yeah. especially you know since we're going into the month of February and um you know Valentine's Day and self love and we got this quarantine and people still trying to figure out well you know with with COVID and uh, am I am I gonna get married? How do I date now? How do I do you know all these questions? Mm-hmm. So I feel like. 2020 gave us a moment to sit with ourselves and I feel like a lot of people are in that space where they're just like okay something is off and I gotta fix it so what was that what did that moment look like for you and what were some steps you took to kind of pull yourself up out of that cycle that fog where you were where things became a little more clearer for you because you know that's the journey though um that's the journey. So what, what did that look like for you? So again, I was like, as you're talking and you're sharing that, my eyes just keep filling up with water. Mm. And I'm like, listen, I didn't, I didn't come on this podcast to cry. Okay. But listen, when you talk about these things, it, it hits you in your heart. And yes. I truly believe that we go through what we go through. So something, so we don't forget. Mm. And my rock bottom moment. Um, so the guy I was dating um, at the time, he and I met um, as pen pals, pen pals, while he was in the penitentiary. Wow. Okay. So he was locked up, y'all. I did not know this man before. I met him while he was locked up. Now, again, me and my friends, again, this is back, this is around the late 90s, right? Late 90s. Um, me and my friends at the time, you know, we didn't have all the uh, email and stuff back then, y'all. Okay. Right. <laughs> but we, uh, uh, my friends and I, uh, my, one of my girlfriends had a, a former boyfriend who was locked up. And, you know, he went to different penitentiaries, right? And so he was like, why don't you get some of your friends to write some of my fellas? And it, it started off as a joke. All right. He was at different wow. places. I met some nice guys along the way. And, you know, we were right. We would just get the letters and laugh and crack up. But what I didn't plan on happening is to form an attachment, an uh, entanglement, if you will. Uh, with that an entanglement? <laughs> <laughs> and we started to develop feelings. Well, I started to develop feelings. I don't know what he developed. But, you know, so I kind of, I went to visit him. He was uh, maybe an hour away from me. And we started, you know, visit. I started visiting in person. Well, then, you know, he comes home and we continued the connection once he got home. So when you say I knew from the beginning that I had no business uh, taking this relationship past pen pal. Okay. I knew I had no business writing inmates. Can we be honest? Okay. Yeah, let's, let's but relationships, <laughs> feelings started to form. My phone bill was sky high. Okay. <laughs> but I was still, you know, doing all this giving. Okay. Ladies giving all this giving in the name of Lord but Jesus, I literally, I Nat, to that. Nat, I remember, I remember sitting at my dining room table, saying, "I'm lonely, mm. and I don't care where it comes from." That was before wow. all this stuff happened with this guy. I remember saying that out loud, and I didn't care because I wanted the, I liked the attention, I liked the letters, I liked the visits, I liked the phone calls, I mm. liked with the stuff he was saying to me, you know. And again, and we did have a connection. I don't think it wasn't real. But, you know, then when he came home, so life when he came home, you know, he did not live with me, but he uh, was at a halfway house in my city. He lived in Cleveland, which is about half hour, 45 minutes from me. But he decided he wanted to be at the, what do you call it? Whenever they get out of prison, halfway house. He wanted to be closer to me. So I was getting up at midnight, going to pick him up from his job, spending an hour with him. I had a job, y'all, a real job. Okay, Uh, uh, all uh, this uh. stuff I was doing. So basically, fast forward, um, we were, I think this whole thing lasted about three years, if I remember right. But that last year, you know, I wasn't getting enough from him. Um, Not enough time, not enough, enough this, not enough that. And he had wrecked my car, like messed the bumper up. Even though Uh. he had a car, he liked driving my car. So it's long, you know, this is a whole lot of story to get to this point. <laughs> but he owed me some money from my bumper and I was mad. And I felt like that bumper was my line in the sand. Like, you gonna fix this bumper, you know? Yeah. He was giving me like $20 here, 30 you know, just just not taking care of it. So we were, we right. met one evening and I went up to Cleveland to visit him and he told me he did not have 
the money. Now, the reason I was up there, we were been falling out. In the meantime, he had a baby on the way. In the oh. meantime, I had a girlfriend. Some other chick called my house. You know, it was all this drama. Yeah. So I was at my wit's end. And I should have been at my wit's end before. But for some reason, this was the night. So um, he told me his mother had passed away. Again, I didn't know because I never met his family. I only met like one family member. Another red flag. Another story. Uh-huh. And he said his mother died and he didn't even tell me about it because he didn't want me to come to the funeral because he know there's no way I wouldn't have been there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just a combination of, I'm thinking that that's the lo- all that I've done. So I sat there that night and I recalled everything that I did in the name of love for this guy, everything I did for him, all the things he asked me to do that I did. And I started to count up the cost. Hmm. And Natalie, I saw red that night. Yeah. I saw red and you know you hear people say stuff like that but I saw pink it was this pink haze over my eye and I kept blinking uh. and blinking before I realized that I was losing it that night and so basically um I tried to I was I went off on him I was hitting him with stuff in the car you're crazy you're crazy but I, I felt myself just slipping off the edge that night and he jumped out the car and um there's a really long street in Cleveland. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of long streets, <laughs> but I'm talking about a long road where there's like almost no end to it. And I tried to hit him all the way down that street. I mean, it, it must wow. have been a 45 minutes hour. And with him being an ex-con, you know, he was not trying to go to the police station. Mm-mm, not at all. The only way he got away from my butt was to go to that police station. Wow. And I'm telling you, every time he crossed the road, I was trying to hit him. I'm running up on Kurt, all up and down, the street, like a crazy person, you know. He was in the yeah, you gone. <laughs> he was in the police station parking lot, and I'm in the parking lot revving my engine, trying to hit him inside the police station parking what? lot. You tried to kill a man. And the whole time I'm seeing red, and but in the, in the midst of it, I'm going, "This is it." Like I felt like I had to get it all out of my system that night because. Uh... I this right here, this is not me. Okay, yeah. I might be a little cuckoo, but I'm not this crazy. Right. And I, I cried the whole way home. I could hardly even see because of the tears mm. and the pain. And I said, I have allowed myself to stoop to a place I never thought I would be. Yeah. And it wasn't even that night. It was just all the, the lies, all everything. the questions, everything that I accepted from him. But I made myself a promise that night, Nat. I said, Ebony, you will never be here again. And I just cried it out. I let it out. And I was done. So I'm the kind of woman that I don't say like, oh, I broke up with so-and-so and then we're back together. I never wanted to be like that, you know? So when I finally said something, I meant it. And it was like whatever uh, just shreds of dignity that I had left. Uh, my one girlfriend used to say, you got to have some pride about yourself, whatever little scraps of pride <laughs> and self-worth that I, I still had in me, I stood on those. And I made myself mm. a promise. That was in 2000. Um, I said, I will never, ever be in this place again. Mm-hmm. So that was my beginning of the turnaround. Whew. What a story. <laughs> what a story. And I know many, several, even myself, can relate <laughs> to that yes. because when you start acting like somebody else, mm-hmm. you know that it's like, all right, what's going on here? What's, what's, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that even through all of that, you recognized it and then you allowed yourself to feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many times we skip that process. Mm-hmm. As women, we carry so much. We and that and th- I feel like w- just hearing you say that, even though you know I didn't know you and I didn't know you back then, but just he- just just hearing the story, all I could think about was you were releasing more than just that situation, mm-hmm. and that's why you were so. It all bubbled up and finally exploded, yes. and that's what happens when we hold on to things that we don't release, feelings that we don't release when we don't mm-hmm. really deal with it a lot of times we just i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm not crazy i'm good and then crazy come out and then we like what happened <laughs> what happened to me so we have to be aware of ourselves so i'm i'm i, I 
I'm so glad you're out of that. <laughs> One. You but I'm also both. glad. Yes. But I'm also glad that you you felt it because mm. it was so necessary for you to feel it. Even though at the time I'm probably you, I'm pretty sure you was just like, oh God, this is what's happening mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. But the fact that you felt that and you 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 could see the red and you knew what was going on, you knew, okay, wait, this is a little on the edge. This is not me. Because mm-hmm. so much can happen when you're in that moment. Because yeah. I, I, I don't I don't fuck somebody too. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-Jesus. I, <laughs> and you know, I, I don't fuck somebody too. <laughs> I wanna add to this that um earlier, maybe like a month or two before that incident, um, I was sick that you had a stomach flu or some kind of virus that was going around really bad. Mm. And I was so ill. Um, and like he came down, it was over fourth of July weekend that year. And he came down to, you know, visit with me, you know, spend the the holiday. And I was sick. And so um, one of my friends, her brother and him had become friends, you know, through us dating and everything. He was more worried about going to hang out with my friends. Mm. I mean, I couldn't even hold my head up. I was so sick. And I remember being flat on my back, just like on the couch. And I would just watch him like walk around and making plans and laughing. And it was in that moment, I said, this man don't care nothing about me. Mm. I mean, because I was, I couldn't keep down a popsicle. You know what I mean? Oh, I was, I was yeah, that's big thing. But I remember even in that moment saying that sometimes God has to steal you totally for you to see. You Come see. on. And so again, you know, there were pieces that were already starting to unravel in that situation. But I tell you that um, there was also a thought in my head that I believed that there was nobody else for me when I was there. Mm. And see, those beliefs will have, you know, remember, I want love. I don't, I, I don't care where it comes from. And I don't think there's anybody mm. else because I hadn't been dating anyone. Mm. You know, the lie I believe from the enemy was that I had no one else available to me. So oh, I felt like I had to deal with him or hold on to him because of these lies but then when it like hit me to the point where I couldn't ignore it anymore that's when I lost it right and and you mentioned something earlier just you know about shame and whatnot I don't have any shame and I share my story today because I'm not the same woman anymore yes yes Um, yes. you talk about becoming a queen um I did have to take accountability for my actions and realize there may be some consequences that I have to pay because I was out of line with God right even before I was fully walking with him, I knew that that wasn't where I should be. And yeah. I knew I was living below my purpose. I knew I was living below my potential, even dragging this guy mm. around on my arm, trying to say he's my boyfriend. You know, he was about mm. himself. He did not care about me the way I needed someone to care about me. Right. He wasn't able to love me the way I wanted to be loved. He didn't have that available mm. to him. So that allowed me to let him off the hook after all this stuff happened. Um, I don't have bitterness towards this man um, because I realized yeah. he was in a broken place. He was just getting out of the penitentiary. Like, what could he do? For me? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I also know that all that that I'm telling you about now, that it was covered under the blood, you know? Yeah. And that when I started to walk with the Lord, I gave my life to Christ, that all that stuff was the old ebony. So I don't have any shame. I can tell you all about it. We can have coffee, talk all about it. I know, that's it. right. <laughs> but it's not and that's just- how- no, go ahead. It's not just for storytelling or shock value, yeah. but you know, praying that someone uh, will, just like what you say, you can identify with that story. And mm. I, I, I shared this story in my book as well. Um, and so many ladies after reading my book have told me, Ebony, this is my story. You just change mm-hmm. a couple of the names and a couple of the places, but this is my story. But having the boldness to tell the story <laughs> right. It wasn't easy getting that out for anybody who buys the book to read your business, you know. Listen. <laughs> I realized I was free and that maybe, just maybe, somebody didn't have to go through yeah. what I went through, or maybe they can rebound knowing they're not the only one who walked that. Yes, road. yes. Whew. I'm just, I just need to let that marinate because you said so much right there. <laughs> so much goodness because that is so true you know when you're going through things and you're in a relationship and there's always a sign God always gives warning before destruction always and you know because like you said we as women I want love I want it 
and I need it and I'm going to do whatever I need to get it. And I always say that love should not be that hard. So sometimes we make it hard because we're trying to force what mm-hmm. doesn't fit. That's right. And I am guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I am guilty. And it's because I you know not being aware of myself, not knowing myself, not mm-hmm. truly having that self-love yes. um for myself and That's really right. knowing like okay, I deserve better and there is someone out there for me. And I love the fact that you said that because I feel like so many women, especially since this, you know, pandemic and there's so many what ifs for singles right now, you know, mm-hmm. well, how you date during a pandemic and how I'm going to meet them if we can't go nowhere. And, and, you know, all these things, random things that I, that I see people talk about. And sometimes I even think about, cause you know, I'm a single woman too. Like, okay, well, how does that work? You know, you, you know, the joke on, you know, the thing on Facebook I always see is, you know, you, you can't meet him in your living room. I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to, cause that's the only place I'm going. So, <laughs> So just knowing that, you know, all these questions and and not settling and not holding on to someone just because you feel like this is as good as it's going to get for me. Because I can so identify. I want to say so identify with that. Like, this is as good as it's going to get. And, you know, this is the first person who who showed me any type of that they, that they care. And I got to hold on, even if the person is so wrong. And so many times as women, we just, we, we just hold on and we trying to, Get them to act right, you know. And I always say this now, like I'm too old to be waiting for somebody to act right. Either you is or you ain't. You know, we we not doing all of that. So just knowing that, you know, it takes that time to grow. And I love the fact that you said, you know, you're not bitter towards him because you understand that he was also broken as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, when we leave relationships and they and they end and they're not, you know, happy ending. Sometimes as women, we hold on to that business and that resentment. Um, and I think that is key to really let that go. And I love that you're saying your book, one of your, your titles, chapters, I ain't going to go too deep in the book because I need people to go and buy this. Um, <laughs> but I, lo- I love that, you know, one of your chapters is singleness doesn't equal sadness. So many yes. people feel like I'm single and that's like, they put this this almost like a depressing cloud over your head when you say you're single. Oh, so you must be lonely. And I'm like, what? I'm good. I'm living my best life. So, so you right. know what I mean? You have to really... Um, trust and know those who are listening who are single I'm with you hold on sister hold on <laughs> because it doesn't right. mean you have your of course you know you naturally will have your sad moments but it doesn't mean that your life is sad you know what I mean it doesn't mean That's that right. your life is messed up That's and I love the fact that one of your secrets I'm gonna I'm a share one I'm share one if you don't mind sure. that, <laughs> that self-love requires you to find beauty in everything you are and you know everything in everything that you are and peace with everything that you're not. Yes. Um, and I Ooh. think that that is key because once you find peace with who you are, oh, it, the, game, the game changes. Like, the whole game changes. Like, right. you, you, you won't be worried about trying to hold on. You won't be worried about trying to, you know, is, is there anybody out there for me? None of those thoughts will be clouding your head because you know that I got peace with where I'm at well, what God is doing with me right now, and I trust that God is taking me somewhere. And mm-hmm. because like we said before, we, before we hit record, um, if God put the <laughs> desire there, then he's going then he's gonna fulfill that. So I, I absolutely love um, your story because it is very relatable. It is something that I know a lot of women have, like you said, you change names, you know, do a little editing, but it's mm-hmm. the same story. It's the same framework. Because, you know, we have to we have to be aware of ourselves. I think that's yes. the one lesson that, that this last year has taught me to be be more aware of you, like how mm-hmm. you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, how you feel about certain things. Be more vocal about how you feel about things. You know, don't don't hold everything in because eventually, like in your story and my story and several other people's story, you will blow up. Mm. It will bubble up and run over. So I love the fact that you were sharing that you shared that, and thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, so now, fast forward. <laughs> now, you, you know you had the bad relationships. You 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 did the inner work. You're growing. You're, be, you're being the queen that God calls you to be. And th- I wanted to touch on this because I know a lot of women struggle with this. Like I am 34, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, even my age, I have a couple of friends who are a little older, and they're still like it's probably not going to happen for me because of age. 
So I just wanted to touch on that because of your book title, how I went from 45 and single to 45 and married. So I just want to touch on that real quick. What okay. would you say to women who feel like, okay, is this going to happen for me? Because as we were talking before, you know, I know you you had those moments where you're just like, this is a joke. Like, is this happening? Like, why do I keep, if I get one more stupid frog, I don't want to see no more frogs. <laughs> you know, how, what what encouragement would you say to that person? Because it's, I mean, listen, I tell people all the time, especially people who have been married for 10, 15, 20 years, like, I'm telling y'all, I understand. What's, I understand your advice. But what's happening right here, out here in these streets right now, it's not the same thing that was happening. It's not the same. It's, it's not the same thing. This, this is a whole new different ball game right here. I don't know what's well, it's a whole different breed of people. Like I don't know what's going on. It's not the same. It's so I, I wanted you to touch on that because you experienced that. You yes. experienced that waiting, that you know, okay, God, is it gonna happen or not? Because so many people pet we put a age limit to like, oh, if she's 35 and single, something wrong with her. Like, no, it's so wrong. So I just want you to touch on that. Now that, you know, we fast forward, mm-hmm. you, you're healing, you did the work. Now you're helping other women do great and amazing things and, and navigate through this whole season of signal, singleness and mm-hmm. how to not, you know, be so hard. So tell us a little about that journey, because I know after, especially when you are doing things right. And I hear this a lot, especially for believers. And even I've said this before, like, God, I'm doing everything right. But this woman over here, she ain't even trying to live for you. And, and how she get married? Come on. Like how? Come on. How? Come on. Maybe I should. Should, should, I, should, really I, be, going should on? I be out here in these streets like that? Yes. Is that what I need to do to get Ooh. what? I, like what is happening? And I know that several women listening to this have said that to themselves as well. Yes. Like, okay, God. Now I'm sitting here. I'm being as holy as I can. You know, I'm serving you. I'm walking in my purpose. I'm getting my diet right. I'm, I'm I'm slim thick. I'm out here getting my money right. You know, I'm cute. Doing all these things. I'm praying. I'm fasting. Um, yes. I, I signed up for every every sing, single ministry there is. Jesus, help me. We're here. <laughs> so I know yes. that the you know help help us out. Help us out. So again, I was there. <laughs> okay, I was there, and I was there a very long time. So. Mm. Let's go back to go forward, all right? (laughs) I had to purpose in my heart that I was a queen and that I was a wife long before I met my king. You better preach. Yes. Talk about having a made-up mind, ladies. I had to conduct myself as a wife, Mm. as a queen, and I had to evolve Mm. into that. So again, in my book, I talk about my birthday wish when I was a little girl. Every single year, I wish to be a princess. Every single year. Mm. Like, I was like, I felt like if I stuck with that wish, you know, the birthday wish is powerful. Okay? Mm, come on. One wish <laughs> all year. I'm sitting here, you know, for years. Yes, yes. That was, my, that was my, my wish. And ultimately, what I realized is that my birthday wishes turned into me being a woman on my knees and my prayers. Mm. But I held on to that thing, you know, because you grow up out of childhood. But I'm like, but I kept, that was my, I kept looking for my castle, you know, castle. You know, what's going on? You Where's know? the white horse? <laughs> Where's, where is it? But I had to realize that, again, once I gave my life over to the Lord and I started to learn who I was in God, I had a whole, you talk about a come to Jesus moment. I had a whole breakdown on my face, prostrate before the Lord. When I started to realize how much God loved me Mm. and how many chances I took with myself, how many times I threw away his daughter and put her in harm's way, it broke my heart. And I said, Lord, I never want to, I never want to do this to you again. Mm -hmm. I didn't value who I was in God. So as I began to grow in that, walk in that, um, that's when I started my journey of celibacy. Okay. Mm. So another 10 years, right. Uh, I was sexually abstinent for 10 and a half years before I met my husband. Now, when I tell that story, people clap and ooh, ooh, I say, don't clap for me. Cause it wasn't, me. Okay. <laughs> save your applause, save them. Cause I was not happy about it. All right. But during that time, that was my purification period. 
Yes. God had to burn all those insecurities off of me. Um, had to rewire me. I had to allow God, you know, to do that for me. I was dating mm. in the process. Okay, so I say the first half of those 10 years, it was just me and God, like you're saying, serving, learning, doing my thing. But as I kept doing those things, I'm getting older, having these birthdays. I'm in my mid-30s now, Nat. I'm looking around like, um, <clears throat> you know, Lord, what's going on? Then here comes 40s. And I was in that spot, seeing everybody else going down the aisle, having these big old weddings. I'm like, they don't even go to church. And I'm mad. And I started to think those same things. Maybe, 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 maybe I don't, maybe the church is not telling me the right way to do it. So this is when I had to go to the Lord. I had to come out of religion and go to God because in my church, we learned a lot about the Bible, but we, we learned some dating principles, but like you said, it's real out here in these dating streets. Okay. This is not for the, this is not for the week. At all. <laughs> and dating take you out. It would take you out. Okay. And dating is not a spectator sport. So what we say from the sidelines we would do, and once we do when we're Ooh. in dating, when we're in the dating oh. um, game is two different things. So during this process of becoming a queen and a wife, I had to find out who I was, whose uh. I was, and uh. what I would stand for and what I would not stand for. Now, religion would have us think that that's being very rigid. And uh, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, not doing that. But what God told me is almost the opposite. It's being accepting, flexible, yeah. and adjustable. Come Woo! on. That hurt more because you can have your rules. And it may take you a while like me where I didn't have any standards to get some standards. <laughs> okay. Not throw my standards away, but to know who I am. Because there was a, I met a lot of nice guys. They weren't husband material, but there was some that I could have <laughs> show <Yeah>. enough. Show <laughs> enough. Went on and had you know relations with or whatever. I wasn't with. Talk about it. Keep it real. I didn't want relations. I wanted a relationship. So one of the promises that I made to myself, one of the promises I made to the Lord, is I'm not going to share my body with a man that doesn't love me. And I didn't Mm. think that was a big thing to ask because a lot of them cared about me, but I was waiting for the man who loved me enough to wait for me. Yes. See, that's different. And so as I kept kissing the frogs and going on the dates, and there's a point that I was like, there's so many amphibians everywhere. I say, if I see another frog, a tadpole, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) But I was dating. I was actively dating. I was dating online, you know, meeting them in person. There was a year, 2014, I met over 50 guys. Now, I didn't want to with all of them, but it was either online, in person, at the gas station, wherever meeting people and talk to them on the phone. I had a, mm. a, da- a dating challenge that I was trying to meet. Like I had to meet so many people every week, you know, to get my numbers up. That was 2014. I met some really nice guys, but they ultimately weren't my husbands. But all this work was about self-development. Yeah. We realized that this is about us, about us finding out who we are, what we want and what we don't want. And sometimes we find out what we don't want before we figure out what we do want. Come on. We all want a six foot fine and six figure fine and yeah. pretty tall, pretty. We want this man <laughs> to come to us all put together. But mm-hmm. then we gotta think about am I able to give him that the, the female equivalent of that? Am I, a, am I a 10? Am I a size four? You know, all these different things that men want. Like I that ain't me. Okay, well let me make some adjustments. Right. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm asking for too much. So ultimately I, I learned to ask for the character of the man. I had to learn like who, again, I want to be able to share my faith with my husband. I want to be able to be myself with my husband. I don't want to be in a home and I can't take a wig off or something like that. You know what I mean? I want to be able to be, you know, a a bonquisha in the house. You know what I mean? Like I want to just be able to be raw. I want to be able to just be myself. Like as a single person, you live your life a certain way. Will I have this same type of freedom inside of my marriage, you know? So again, as I started to keep myself and evolve, um, I definitely was all of that before he came along. So I was yes. complete in myself, in my, in my faith, in my, in my self-love. Then my husband came and we were able to rock and roll. So being mm. in that space of not knowing, being in that space of looking around at everybody else, 
honestly, the only thing I can say is do not conform to the ways of this world. If you belong yeah. to God and you know who you, you have to believe that stuff no matter what it looks like, right? We walk by faith, not by sight. Not if we judge ourselves by what the, we see on social media, what we see happening, you will stay in a state of depression. Listen, like, be a whole mess. Here, <laughs> a whole mess all the time. So you really have to just believe that this journey is about you and God first, but then yeah. giving all of that over to the Lord and allowing him to change you. Because again, you might say, hey, um, well, my, my, my man has to make this, this type of money. If he doesn't make this type of money, he can't be my husband. Well, mm-hmm. if, again, we can be honest. If you're dealing with a man of color, the likelihood of him having more money than you in 2021 it may not be there, but is that the only thing? Like if he has everything you else, else you want and the money is different, would you, would you say he couldn't be your man? So it's like about diving in on your list. Um, I'm doing a dating workshop series right now. And that's right where we're talking about this list. You need somebody to challenge that list. It's good to have a list. You need to have a list. Yeah. Advocate for the list. But what is that list about? You know, so having, Uh. Some sisters in the in the in the faith, um, some sisters who are believers, and we can roll up our sleeves. We can get real. We can keep it real, even down to your sexual desires in the bedroom. See, Come on! I learned that that goes on the list. I was like, <laughs> see, I got a real list, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because it needs to match up. See, God knows us. Yes, he knows us. He knows us. Yes, so he does. So there's no need for us to, to pretend like that's not an issue. That's an issue. So we need to talk about that. Listen. So just knowing that God has some, not just one person for you. Let me just say this. I learned this along the way. Mm -hmm. Somewhere we've been taught that there's one person for us. And when I learned that that would be very, very cool of God to put one person on this planet (laughs) with billions of people and say, good luck. What if your husband is in China? What if your husband is, is in Hawaii? You're like, I've never been to Hawaii. Okay. So maybe, maybe it's more that God will give us a list of approved people and we can mm. pick from that list. So yeah, that's good. That, that opened my heart and I didn't feel that desperation. Um, one thing I say now is that I was determined to be a wife, but I was not desperate to be a wife. I, I'm through my computer when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> determined not desperate not desperate and it took a while to get to that point that point of peace I knew I was a wife see first when I first said it I kind of thought it but through the years I began to believe that thing okay Mm, and I'm mm, like whoever mm, get with mm, me mm. is gonna be blessed honey we got listen I say that all the time over here you know he is gonna be blessed (laughs) if you know when he comes up so then I'm looking at the man different do you deserve to be blessed mm. with me? No, brother. Uh-uh. Come on. You can be a good man and not be my husband. I'm going to say that one again. You can be a good man, but not be my Ooh. husband. I'm, I'm looking for somebody special. I'm someone special. So I'm looking for that special one for me. So all that took tears and it took time. It took prayers. It took belief. Mm. But I got there. Which is why I'm so passionate about helping singles, single women, because I know, I know the road. And now that I'm here, I'm like, I got all this good information. What am I going to do with it? Well, that's where your passion comes from. Help me. (laughs) (laughs) I got you, girl. I got you. You you will help me and and, and plenty others get through this this time because yes oh my oh my lord you you said my heart i hope you can Mm. hear this is my heart okay i I can feel it i feel it this space i know this space and even though it may be different you know it'll be four years this year since my husband and i got me i can't believe it it's been four years like how did that but even though um the time has passed i'm in this space to be a vessel to say hey i'm available if i can help you and i got the information holler at your girl and that's what it's all about and that is why i created this podcast because i really want women to know that no matter what point you are in life we got you Mm. that's the whole point i'm I'm here i'm we here to adjust your crown we here to help you dust it off we here 
We're here for that because that's how it should be. If yes. I have information that could bless your life yes. and change your life, I don't believe that God put us here to keep, if I hoard that information and keep it to myself, what good is that doing? Yes. That's the I ain't helping nobody doing that. It's a thing I and, Exactly. And exactly. So we have to be, I, oh, listen, I almost, when I say I almost took this MacBook and threw it across the, the room, <laughs> there's so many more. I mean, you just, you just kept going. I said, oh, that's a jewel. That's a jewel. That's a jewel. I'm going to pick that up. Let me pick that up and put that in my crown real quick because I, I told you I should have took notes. I'm gonna come yes. back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to this and take no. Okay. Because okay. woo, y'all. I, I I pray that you listening, you we to the sound of, of our voices, that that just penetrated in your heart right there. Because Amen. there is so many. I love the fact that you said you had to break free from religion because that's the process that I'm I, I'm I'm in as well. Because mm-hmm. we get so stuck on the rules and so mm-hmm. stuck on what mm-hmm. was told and and we never sometimes we don't even check is that correct you know what I mean like is this real is this the correct information being passed down to me um and I love that you said you know even with all of that don't compromise you know who you know who you are in Christ and know who you are as a person and don't settle mm-hmm. so you 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 dated you you, you went through you know you, you met people but you didn't, you collected data. Some, you know, somebody yes. I know used to say, you know, dating is collecting, collecting data. And you collected the data and then you, you learned what you didn't want. Like you learned what you like and you were able to move that into now you're, you're a married woman, you're a wife. And now you're able to say all of those mishaps in the past and bad decisions and things that I thought I would probably never get over. You, you was able to push past it. You were able to grow. You were able to learn. Your crown is now shining. <laughs> and you are now being, you know, you're able to be with the person that you know is for you. Yes. That is such a beautiful yes. blessing, beautiful story. Oh. It's just a beautiful thing because, you know, for some, some, so many women, we feel like, will I ever see that? And to see it, you know, to be able to talk to you and see it and, and see how much, you know, you're, you're flourishing and you're growing and and you have that that person there with you it's just a black that that's a blessing to me i know a lot of people single women sometimes we and we got to get out of this where you see a happy happily married couple and you kind of start to feel some type of way no rejoice with those who rejoice yes because that means that if it happened for you oh what's gonna happen for me come on god is no respecter of persons okay and again you have to believe that when the blessings are yes. coming around that you in line to, it might take a little while. And see, yes. I think we're taught that sometimes we have to wait. I remember um, a pastor saying that God has a special order for you. So yours is yes. going to take a little bit longer, right? Come on. When you go to the fast food place and you want yours with no onions, you got to pull it to the side because they don't have that ready, <laughs> right? So yes. God had to pull me to the side. First, he had to get Ebony together because what I realized, mm. Nat, again, during my journey is that nobody ever taught me how to date. Okay. And I'm just the kind of woman that believes that if, if I'm thinking this way and I had two parents that loved me, took care of me, provided for me, I didn't have, you know, all the stuff they were supposed to do, they did. But when it comes to love and relationships, I got zero. I think my dating advice was something like, don't get pregnant. And I remember my, <laughs> my grandmother saying, hold on to your pocketbook. She told me and my cousin. Mm. By the time we figured out what the pocketbook was, it was already gone. Okay. <laughs> but that was it. That was the dating advice. Don't get pregnant. Or, or, oh, or Lord. I think when I started, started my, my cycle, I, I think my dad said something like, you know you can have a baby now. No, I don't. Because mm. I don't know anything about any of that. You know, So you get these little things put out in the atmosphere but because we come from generations that didn't want to talk see we're just now coming into the time people are talking and yeah. I'm like tell it all because if I can tell my story it just might bless somebody else and so because we weren't taught how to date you know check the box if you like me I like you we go together okay what does that mean you know um, <laughs> right what, what are you supposed to be doing you know well, you can't date till you're 16 
but why not? You know, it, it, so it, there's all the rules. And so that's where I say yes. the religion. Religion puts mm-hmm. a lot of rules on you, but you don't have an understanding. So they tell you, okay, you're not supposed to have sex until you get married. Okay. But everybody I taught, all the church boys I want to, they the nastiest ones. Come on. Wait a minute now. Hold on. So this is where we get mixed up. So what message yep. are the men getting that the women, because we're told to be this oh, way, oh, but oh, they're, that's told, whole... they're told Ooh. and they're socialized to be a whole nother way. So again, yes. and, I, and I get into this in my book, I'm going to just hit it and I'm not going to stay here, but men are, <laughs> men are exposed to pornography. They're exposed to prostitutes. They are pro, mm-hmm. uh, they're, uh, exposed to around the way girls. Okay, the neighborhood girls, or well, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, and, and they're they're taught that if they don't go ahead and they're not sexually active, that there's something wrong with them as a man. And on right. the other hand, we're told not to be sexually active. If we are, there's something wrong with us as a woman. So how do these men get with these women? Then we meet each other, we like each other, but we got two different points of view on how we're gonna make it, and we so just lost. We lost. So I feel like the the rules. The religion tells us this, but then when it's time to live it out in dating and modern day, it's different. So we have yeah, to keep it's not up practical. with the times. We don't lose our faith, but we have to yeah. recognize where these rules are helping and when they're hurting. And Come that on. only comes from discernment, right? And that's something that God gives us. You said earlier, Nat, that love shouldn't hurt. It shouldn't be hard, Mm-mm. right? Love shouldn't be hard. Mm-mm. Love shouldn't hurt. Love should not make you feel insecure. It should not make yes. you feel crazy. It should not make you feel like something is wrong with you. It shouldn't make you feel like losing your mind. It shouldn't make you feel like, but when men are playing games with you, this is another way you can discern. Is this a man I need to be with or not? You should be happy. You should be yes. You should be secure. Yes. You should be kind of like bouncing on the on the, the balls of your feet. <laughs> Honey, you should be, in a, you should be yes. doing your little pre-date dance with your music on. You should be Come on. oozing with love when it's healthy love. Yes. So a lot of women say, I don't know. I've never been in a healthy relationship. That right there, what I'm telling you, that will divide them out right there, ladies. That's your dividing yes. rod right there. Yes. It should be, it should Whew. feel good. When I met my husband, probably for the, maybe even the first, what? I don't know, several months. Everybody who I met said, you're glowing. You're glowing. Mm. You're glowing. What's going on with you? I'm like, I'm just happy on life. They said, no. Nah. Something else is going on with you. Like, pressing me. Who's <laughs> this from the inside out? Now, I already had yes. a glow. I already had self-love. You know, I was living my best life when I met Mr. Hill, okay? And, but it was something extra when we kind of had that wonder twin thing. We did it, did it, did it, we got it united. Yeah. Something else unlocked. <laughs> so I'll say love is beautiful um, when it's yes. the right person. Yes, we still argue. You talk about perfect couples. There are no perfect couples because there are no perfect people. But I do believe you can have a perfect match because he gets you, you get him. Me and him was fussing last night, okay? (laughs) Keep it real, all right? He was like, but you know what? We made some promises to each other that even if we get mad at each other, we're going to always sleep in the same bed. I told my sisters this. I said, look, now I will put my head at the other end. We will sleep head to toe. (laughs) I'm mad. But I ain't getting out that bed. You understand what I'm saying? Right. That's right. me. He don't come down there. I'm like, I take my pillow and go to the other side. But guess what? <laughs> we woke up talking about it. We decided, you know what? Let's go to breakfast this morning. Have us a breakfast date this morning. You know? And we're good. So you're going to get huffy. You're going to get heated. But you need to know the person you're choosing and the person that yeah. chooses you is somebody who you can rock and roll with. Life is going He can mm. love you on your best day and your worst day, too. I want the man that loves me on my worst day. When Boom is here, what I want him to say? love me. Yes, okay. Because that's not, we, so we don't have to perform inside of our marriages. Oh, you don't want to oh, be on, oh. on stage oh. when you're at home, right? So all those things, a, a healthy love, having a kindred spirit, a soulmate. I can honestly say this is the first healthy relationship I've ever been in in my life. And now wow, that I've wow, experienced wow. it, I can see the imposters. I can see all the fakes, all the fake news. Mm, I can see the fake mm, news mm. and fake dudes. <laughs> I can see them coming a mile away. I could see them before I met them, but so much more now. And that's why yes. I believe I'm in a position to help other single women. I've learned a lot yes, on my yes. journey. 
And if there's one thing I can say to the ladies is that you have to know who you are and whose you are. This, this, Come on. Even inside a marriage, you gotta be solid. You have to have confidence. You have confidence. You have to know that you mm, and yes. I are tight. But every yes. tear you cried on this path to getting married, because you will be married, I decree that if you're willing to do Amen. the work, if you're willing Amen. to make the adjustments and do the work, you have to do the work. But if you're willing to do that, you'll be in a place where you can love your husband and accept him for who he is. Because he's going to get on your nerves. I don't care how much you love him. Um, but you're going to need all these prayers and all this time you spent during single your singleness to help you thrive and sustain during marriage. Mm. Marriage is not easy because you have to adjust for this other person all the time. If you have children, right. that adds another layer. But all this, all these experiences are going to help you be the wife that you long to be. And a good I believe wife. it. Not get married and be broke up in a year or two. We ain't talking about that. Come on. We're talking about having a sustainable marriage. So know that the tears you cry are only getting you to the place of being broken enough to adjust. You have to make the Ooh. adjustments. Whatever the adjustments won't kill you. They might hurt a little bit, but they won't kill you. Right. <laughs> Well, oh, I'm I'm over here trying to snatch my edges up off the ground, um, because <laughs> they gone. I'm just in here like, oh, yeah. So this 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 was just simply amazing because it was right on time. And I know, you know, oh, with so much going on in the world, you know, we we just we just gotta we just gotta continue to love ourselves, continue to put God first, continue yeah. to lo- allow God to order our steps. And not be afraid of love. You know, one of the things I I, I hear people say too is I'm I'm afraid, and and I get it because after you've been hurt over and over and over again, you do get to the point where it's just like, all right, well, I'm I'm good. Like I don't forget love. I'm I'm good. But you know that's a lie because we all want it because that's why we still be searching and looking and hoping and you know whatever. So you know you can't want love and be afraid of it at the same time. That's right. That's right. So I, I encourage you ladies who, who listen to this, really get this in your spirit and, and really um, make sure you check Ebony out. Get the book. It will bless your soul. Yes. Book. And, and what else? Tell, tell the listeners how they can reach you, website, book, classes. Mm-hmm. What, what you got going on for us single so, ladies to get, listen, get our lives? Listen, listen, listen. You can get the book. Grab the book. Go to bookebony.com. B-O-O-K ebony.com that's my website it's also available on amazon uh, the book and workbook is how i went from 45 and single to 45 and married the 13 secrets that changed my life so i talk about the 13 secrets that changed my life because again we have to make the adjustments like nat said i'm doing everything i'm supposed to do but then there were some other little things i learned some secrets that i learned that yeah. i don't think that people knew right one of them is to get help Right. So reading the books is definitely important, but I encourage you to reach out to me. If you need a dating coach, I'm here to help. Uh, right now, I'm in the midst of a six week dating workshop series of preparing for the love you want. And I'm going to be rolling out some more things in March, April and upcoming months. So I'm uh, thinking about this. This is the season for love. Everybody wants to get ready. You know, we start going to the gym this time of year because we're looking at I'm saying, let's get ready because this pandemic ain't going to last always, right? There's what you saying? Things. Everybody going to be outside. <laughs> Every, I mean, hey, watch. Wait everybody. Everybody going to be outside. In full force, right? <laughs> but we don't want to just show up, right? We don't want to just show up. We want to be ready on the inside. So I firmly um, believe the season we're in right now is to prepare. It's time to mm. buckle down, ladies. Let's roll up our sleeves and let's do the work. At the end of each of the chapters in my book, I have the do the work questions, right? It's time to actually do the work. The first yeah. chapter in my book is be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Why do you want to be married? Why do you want a husband? I've had so many yeah. ladies say, I've never thought about it. Because we, again, we're just so controlled by what society says. Maybe yeah. our, our parents, maybe, maybe the church, maybe social media. Everybody else is telling us what we want, but why do you want to be married? Just to have a man yeah. on your arm, just so you can be the girl in the, in the big white dress. There's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> but it's so much bigger than that. So you have to yeah. know why. You have to drill down and like, let's take a look. So again, I'm here to help anybody who wants, wants to help. You can find me on social media 
at Ebony Akron. Um, I'm on uh, IG and Facebook um, at Ebony Akron. And I'm on TikTok. Okay. TikTok. Hey. TikTok. Just a little bit. I don't have a lot, but I'm kidding. I've been, I'm kidding. I've been starting a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> I, I got, what, three videos so far? I actually made one last night that I'm going to put up a little later. So, yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get creative with the videos. It's I like TikTok. Fun. I'm just I'm just getting it's here. fun. But, you know, but the it whole thing fun. about it is this is a season. Um, going back to that real quick. Mm-hmm. Singleness doesn't equal sadness. This is yes. your time, sisters. This is your time to shine. We talk about glow up. Put your crown on. Shine that yes. crown up. Get your queen on. This time is for you to be your full self to be living your best life to love you to the fullest your husband cannot complete you so you have to realize that while you're single this is your time to do your work and maybe just maybe that love and marriage that you desire is on the other side of you doing your work Mm. beautiful beautiful so um i'm I'm gonna get this pen and paper right and i'm gonna start doing Amen. I'm gonna continue to do, yes. and I'm gonna let the Lord do what He do, and yes. yeah, and that's that's gonna be that. So that that's just beautiful. So I really hope that you listeners, I I don't even have to hope because I I I know that some some jewels was dropped. So make sure you know you you take heed and you listen. You didn't you didn't listen to this by accident, right. and and you didn't listen to this by default. This was something that you you needed here. So make sure you do the work and make sure you stay in contact with Ebony. You know, hire her as your relationship coach. If you're tired of the dead ends and the dead ends and the dead ends, uh, you know, just help her. she can help you do that work. She can help you, you know, get get things done. Because like you said, I, I believe you a, a, a thousand percent that we are in a season of be prepared. Yes. Be get ready so that you don't have to get ready. Come on. So I'm excited for <laughs> what you're working on. I'm yes. excited to continue to see you blossom, sis. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited because I know that you know this is, this is the year. This is the year. We just got to continue to do our work. We got to continue to walk in purpose, and we got to continue to be everything that God yes. has called us to be. So thank you all for listening. Be sure to leave a review after you've listened. Um, because you know we're available on all, all podcasting platforms so make sure you just leave that review reach out to um ebony book her get that book and really just know that you know it's not over it ain't over your story not over just because you had something some bad relationships in your past doesn't mean that you're unlovable and know that it's going to work out for you so as i always say continue to do your work continue to be great thank you so much again for your time and your wisdom and sharing your story because I know that someone, I know that light bulbs are going off and, and people <laughs> are really going to really see a difference if they do that work. So I'm, I'm excited for that as well. So thank you so much again for joining me. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening. And as I always say, be sure to always, always, always wear your crown. And God bless. Bye-bye.